0: UP Nation, this is the day that you've been waiting for. It's the end of the draft preview. And then we do the vaunted mock draft. That will probably come out tomorrow, Tuesday. We're recording this on a Monday. I have my boys here Nico Mietello. Yep. And always hyped, always ready to go, always at 100, Kendall Hall. Hey, yo, what's good? All right, fellas, so we're going to do 23 through 30, uh, throw in maybe one uh, sleeper guy, and then uh, we can be done with this. At 23, this is – 23 and 24 is really Nico's area of expertise because it is the (laughs) Houston Rockets at 23 and 24. Nico, who's your first guy
1: at your 23 position? Uh, well, here I have, I kind of have a guy who I just, <clears throat> I felt like it was time to put him on the board. I hadn't, didn't have him any earlier. Um, it's a guy who I know my dude Kendall is higher on, but Vince, <laughs> you think he shouldn't be drafted. And that's Jalen Johnson. I think he's a, I think he he's a kid with a lot of potential. Kendall has turned me on a little bit more to his defensive upside i wasn't really seeing that at first so i had him a bit lower but after watching the clips he gave me i see like how at least the theory of him makes sense to be an average defender uh he's got he's got some passing chops and overall could be a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball it's just the off-court stuff that's the reason i have him so low like i'm he's a big concern to me as a potential head case like I know you You can always say that he's an 18, 19-year-old kid, but so is every other person in this draft, and none of them have these level of concerns. So Jalen Johnson is someone I'm always going to be lower on, but if he fell to the Rockets at this point in the draft, I think he's worth taking a chance for a team that doesn't want to be good anytime soon.
0: Kendall, who do you have at the 23 position? What can the Rockets do to improve their team? Because... They absolutely suck.
2: At this spot here, it might not be the perfect fit, but I like Trey Mann at this part of the draft. Honestly, I feel like he provides that defense you need, and he's just like an all-around just good, good guard that you could have on your team that you can develop. Um, he, he, I'm not. He doesn't have the potential to be the greatest guard, but he has the potential to be a good guard that can guard a ball handle on your, on your team and come off the bench and give you solid 15, like, 18 minutes a game.
0: Both of your picks yeah. are great. Um, yeah. The one thing I was I, I, about I, Jalen Johnson right now is that at 23, I, this is probably where I would want him to come off the board. You slander. know, some of the humility that comes with going <laughs> this low when you should be a, probably a top 10 pick. I mean, Slandish. he should be, but – You know, I get you. I understand. Blender. The Trey Young pick, the uh, Trey Trey Young, the Trey Man pick is also pretty good because you get a shooter. Yeah, that guy can shoot. Rock.
1: Yeah, my only problem with the Trey Man pick is I personally had him going off the board a few picks ago, so I'm just not sure if he'll be there at this point. But if he is, and the Rockets take him, I'd be ecstatic.
0: I think what Kendall's going for is that he does have he has one skill. I mean, he has multiple, but the one skill that he could come into the league, his calling card, is, is a shooting. And at yeah. the 23 position, right, you're not getting, like, mm-hmm. the complete prospect, right? You're looking you're higher on guys. his upside, Nico, right? You're higher on his upside.
1: Well, I, I also like him as like a passer more. Well, yeah. see,
2: like, once you get in the 20s range, like, what I start looking for me, I just start looking for specialty guys. Mm-hmm Guys that I know who are gonna come in and this is what they're gonna do. He's gonna be able to shoot.
1: Yeah, and for me it's actually kind of the opposite as what you'll see going on. I look for the highest upside guys in the like twenty through forty range of just guys who are worth taking a shot on.
0: All right, so let's move on to (laughs) twenty-four and the Rockets are back on the clock again. Nico. Oh god. 24. He's this is like sit. this. Listen, he's been waiting like last week was mine. He's been waiting mm. for this yeah. for four yeah, weeks. These are my Nico, Nico's been waiting for this for
1: four weeks, Kendall. So you gotta let him uh, go. Yeah. Well, for me, it's it's again, I'm I'm not sure if we take Jalen Green like I had earlier, if this would be the right player to take. But it's another one of those upside guys. I have Zaire Williams going here. I I like his shooting upside I like what he can do as a ball handler he he's a high upside dude who realistically could go higher but this year at Stanford he did not look great um, I the the wingspans a little bit of a question mark so I'm not sure if the defensive upside is actually as high as it has looked at times. But uh, Zaire Williams is a really high upside prospect who I think the Rockets would be lucky to get here.
0: And Kendall, who you have at twenty
2: four? So this one, I'm you. I'm just want to speak to the people listening. I know I wasn't here for the last pod, so some of my guys that I, it's a little bit awkward, more awkward for me. But right here, I got Usman Garaba. I got Usman Garaba. The Rockets, I feel like they would love a guy like Uzman Garaba, like uh, Nico said. If they get a guy Jalen Green with the second pick, and later on the first round, they can get a guy like Uzman Garaba, uh, a, a six eight power forward center that can also kind of guard the perimeter a little bit, not great, but can do it if need be. But he's a rim protector. He's a rim protector that you put next to Chris Wood, which he's also a good two way two way defender. Um, that that think, is perfect. I think it's a great fit. And I think that's the great, that's the best fit. And if he hits, even mm. if he if he comes into the league and provides the rim protection that everyone says he's going to provide, that might be the steal
0: of the first round. Can yes, I give sure. you
2: a little Christian Wood next to put Christian Wood next to Usman Garaba? That would be the still of the draft.
0: Can I give you a little tidbit, Kendall? Give me the tidbits, all of them. All right we might see some funkiness with this draft to the point of like Uzman Garuba goes like 12.
2: Oh no. When we get to the mock draft, I'll I have it. I'll have them completely back. different.
0: Okay. I just, yeah, I just want to throw that out there because I, I mean, I know people are probably freaking yeah. out. I know what your qualifications also, he, are on a, on a prospect Kendall. I know what you're looking for. So if people aren't, kind of familiar, if this is your first time dropping into this podcast, Kendall is very skill-related. Um He's not big on the high upside, oh, let's grab, he has the potential to do this, this, and this. Kendall, it will, nine times out of ten, take the safe prospect, and his board has shown that. So Garuga at 24 because he does have a requisite skill of being a top flight defender does fit his, his profile. I know that Nico had him earlier as far as that's concerned. Um, yeah, 18. 18. Yeah. I would
2: have, I, 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 like I, I would have
0: I, I okay. had him earlier, but I I wasn't here. I'm sorry about that. It's okay. It's okay. All right. So let's talk a little bit about Zaire Williams. Um, He, I'm trying to figure out what he does great other than be an athlete. I know that there are skills there. I got it. Mm-hmm. I, I know that there are, you know, they're underdeveloped. De- and I'm scared that he's 6'10", 190 pounds.
1: Yep. That's my scare. I'm scared, I'm scared. Mm. I'm scared I, of all those same for, things. But for like, Nico, was, oh, God. Oh, God. Go So I was just going to say it's all about potential at this range. And realistically, like he's got a bunch of things that if he fills them out, he could be a great player. But it's it's just all flashes and athleticism. Like you said, I totally agree with that take. So it's like throwing darts at a dartboard,
0: right? You're just saying, like, okay, 24. Let's just see guy that profiles out to be super good athlete, has some skill. We could really hit on something hot. Hit on something that's way beyond his value or way where yeah, we got eventually. him, right?
1: It's all, okay. it's all upside. Okay. All
0: right. All I'll right. say one thing.
2: I'm not – I just want to say
0: one quick thing about weight.
2: I don't care how much you come into the league Wayne. me personally. I don't have him here, but I don't
1: care how much you wait coming into the league. I just don't care. I don't think it matters that much. All right. I, I – disagree with that a little personally but i i understand where not when from. you i
2: mean if you're a center yes but if you're a two three guy mm-hmm. a two three four i don't think it matters that much two yeah. three four and you're not if like if you're coming in as a defensive two three four then you're going to need the weight but if you're coming in just to be athletic and score mm-hmm. i don't think the weight means as much
1: yeah i understand that's why you should be higher on Jalen green but okay that's
0: not That's, my yes. argument with Jesse Green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean, care about his rope. Here's the I thing. I care about that next Ben McIlmore. If we go back to two and we go back to Kendall's pick, Kendall did have Evan Mowgli going there, I believe. So check the archive pods for yes. the top end of the. Uh, Draft preview, but Kendall too. Yeah, he's the best.
2: He's the second best prospect in the whole class.
0: But if you get Zire if you get Williams with this, like the just, I mean, he doesn't have crazy wingspan, but he's six ten. So six ten at the three spot, and you got Evan Mm -hmm. Mobley and and Christian Wood. Like that's so much length. Like that's gonna be hard to deal with. This gonna be really
1: hard to (laughs) deal with. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I get it, but give me Draymond Green. Oh, for sure.
0: All right, we're moving on the twenty-five. We're moving at a rapid pace. This is a Clippers pick. Now, here's the thing: no Kawhi, right? We are we are at least half a season, if not more, depending on how Kawhi feels on that day. Does Venus enter Mars's like atmosphere? stars in line, he plays like game starting game 55, right? Um, As we all know, it's well-documented that QP Sports Exchange did break the news about Kawhi Leonard not telling the Clippers organization whatsoever about his injury and who was actually um, treating him for that injury. That news has come out. It's it's an orthopedic surgeon in Fountain Valley, Valley, California, which is in Orange County which is kind of close to where Kawhi lives. So that makes all the sense in the world. I do know on good authority that Kawhi is going to resign with the Clippers, so we don't have to worry about that. They got Paul George. They got to do something with Reggie Jackson. The bigs were hurt. They didn't have enough ball creation. So Kendall at 25, who are the Clippers taking?
2: Roll Tide, here we come. Roll Tide, here we come. Give me Joshua Prima at this spot. Give me two. He's a guy, I mean, six five. He has a good wingspan. He's quick, and he provides the shooting with a little bit of defense that you need. And I think that's good for a guard spot for this team at this spot in the draft. It's the safest pick to get.
1: Uh, safe is <laughs> that is a strong word here. He is not quite developed yet, so I'm not convinced he'd be a safe pick at any point. I get, I get the upside with Joshua Primo though. He's not too much lower for me. He's a, he's a good player.
0: Nico, who do you have the Clippers taking at number twenty five?
1: Uh, here, here I have a guy who has recently moved up my board because stuff that's coming out about him in workouts and that's DeRon sharp i think he would actually be an excellent fit with the clippers especially if this three-point shooting thing that everyone is claiming he's this way better shooter in the workouts is true that that's an excellent fit with the clippers roster he's a force inside too he's got somewhat of an inside game and can be a post defender. Um, I he's similar. There's a lot of bigs in this range who kind of have the same question marks and upside. But Sharp is a guy who I think has proven he can do some things. And at big schools like that, sometimes you don't get to show all of your skills. So he's a guy I'd be targeting in this range as someone who might be able to show out as a better player than his draft position.
0: All right. So with the Primo pick, um. Kid is athletic. He is a skilled wing. Um, they are hard to come by. He is, if everything projects out, he would be a really decent wing defender, right? He would be able to go like one through three. Um, if the shooting really is legit with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, that seems like a really good fit. Now the Duron. Der- sharp pit. Here's my question. You got Zubats. You got, I think, third, I think, right? Yeah. My question is, is it. that, and we, I think we all agree that bigs have such a hard development curve coming into today's basketball. So all I've seen in this kid is that it's post, 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 post. You're saying that he's developed a jump shot. All right.
1: The argument is that he's always had the jump shot. He just wasn't allowed to show it off.
0: What were we talking about
1: here? J. Ron Sharp.
0: I guess my question with the the sharp pick, not saying that I'm, like, super questioning it. It's just that I think they need somebody now. And do you think that he would project
1: to – do anything right now, Nico? I I think he could play a role right now, maybe. I'm not convinced he'd be a great player for uh, a championship-level team. But if Kawhi is truly out this season and so he gets the whole year to develop, I think it could... It, it could be a good pick because going into the next season, I could see him being an impact player based on like his size and readiness. OK,
2: hold on. So you're um, saying if Kawhi doesn't play, they're going to play him like they don't have a great team without Kawhi still.
1: They They do. They do. But I think you have more of a chance to like develop this guy knowing that you're not going to win the championship this year.
2: And them. plus, and plus, when you think about it, like mm. Vince said about big man, why would a team contending get a big man they need to develop when they can when you can sign a big man for the minimum that can provide you what you need in a playoff? Well, game?
1: well realistically, like I don't think they should draft any player they're gonna actually play in their rotation here. They should trade this pick for
0: Yeah, yeah. And now
2: to, when the mock draft starts, we'll get into like the trades and all that. Yeah, I guess.
0: I understand. Keep in mind the mock draft, which I'm super excited about because my two analysts will be here for the mock draft. It will be dropping Tuesday morning. So if you're listening to this one, you're going to get the next one within 24 hours. So look out for that as well. So let's move on to 26, and this is where it gets weird. Because the Denver Nuggets are on the clock. And let's talk about the Nuggets right now. Jamal Murray is going to be out for most of the season because he has a more severe tear. MPJ loves it. Michael Porter Jr. loves it. He's going to get more shots. Aaron Gordon forgot how to play basketball as soon as Jamal Murray left because he became the third option and they asked him to do more. And they had a starting backcourt of Austin Rivers. That was... He was sitting on his couch, right? My man was sitting on his couch. So, my question is, is at 26, where's the value for the Denver Nuggets? We'll start with you, Kendall. Okay, a player that you guys put me on to? Um...
2: It goes by the name of Bones. VCU. Yes, sir. It's three guard that they could use. The type of guard that the Nuggets like to have, a guard that can put the ball in the basket, because realistically, they don't need a guard that can facilitate. They have the best big man facilitator I've ever seen in my life. And so They don't need a facilitator. They're usually what the Nuggets do at the guard spot. Is get guys who can just put the ball in the basket and shoot the ball when when uh, Jokic passes it out to him. A guy that shot forty three percent his freshman year from three. That's that's yes, insane. Sir. That is beyond insane. And then to go from that, from shooting five threes a game to shooting eight threes a game the next year, mm. shooting thirty seven percent from three increasing his free throw percentage from 66 to 86 20% (laughs) increase on free throw percentage alone to go from averaging 9 points to 20
1: yo finally we have a dude together man this is a guy we both love like I'm so happy about this I have both again this is another guy like I would love here but I had him going a little bit higher uh Here for me I have Jaden Springer. I think he like player comparison wise, it's a pretty easy comp to a guy like Gary Harris. I think he'd fit in that offense in a similar way. And he's he sure he didn't shoot very well, he didn't do a whole lot on offense at Tennessee, but I feel like the spacing on the team overall was such a detriment to both those guys that it was hard to really judge them. That's why I kind of gave Keon the benefit of the doubt by putting him in the lottery and Springer. This is kind of me giving him the benefit of the doubt by putting him at the end of the first.
0: I want to commend both the analysts on their picks because they looked at fit. Both these guys fit what the Denver Nuggets want to do. And there was a kumbaya moment between Nico and Kendall. It only took four (laughs) podcasts to get here. Um, I'm going to relish this for a second as we move on to 27. This is the Brooklyn Nets. So we got a cavalcade of stars, bro. We got KD. We got Kyrie, who likes to take sabbaticals. And we got James Harden, who looks like he belongs in a YMCA. But he got so much game, and he's so filthy, it just doesn't matter. All right. Now, I think Claxton is there, Joe Harris is there, but I think they might actually be out on him. There's rumors of Porzingis and KD and just matching unicorns and stuff. Like, there's so much wild stuff going on with the Nets at this point. And then the ringlinger of the whole thing is our guy, Steve Nash. All right? Calm, cerebral, Steve Nash. So at 27, Nico, who do you have going or who would be a good fit for them at the
1: 27th selection? Uh, this is the guy I bumped down with when the Sharp News came out because I kind of think they're similar players, but uh, here I have Isaiah Jackson. Um, and he, him, it's a pretty similar argument i think he can fill like that role that ideally a player like porzingis would slot into for the nets not that he'd be that level player by any means but just like you're shooting five who can maybe play some defense um also kentucky guys historically time and time again have shown that they have more skill than they were allowed to show at the school because of the way the system works but it, it does help them develop in other ways. So I think it, overall it was good for Isaiah Jackson. I could see him way outperforming being drafted here, but this is where I feel comfortable rolling the dice.
0: And Kendall, who do you have going <laughs> to where Biggie did this all is, his work? This is
2: what we call the net. Like I said earlier, I don't like teams contending drafting big men. You can find them. I yeah, think fair. right here they go with somebody scrappy, a six-seven scrappy shooter, and Joe Wisecamp.
0: Okay. What out of, out of Iowa? Out of Iowa? Yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna <laughs> need, I need a more. sales pitch. Yeah, I need more. You need more? Yes,
2: sir. I'm going to need more. Let me start with my comp first. Maxi Kleba, Joe Harris
1: as my comp. Okay? Oh, my God. He, he is not that level of shooter nor athlete. He's not?
2: So, a guy who shoots 46% from the three isn't a great shooter. A guy who shot on average 41% from 3 his 3 years in college isn't a
1: great shooter what what's his self created self created looks though are not he, uh, he is a catch and shooter he's yeah. going to catch the
2: ball and shoot the ball that's what he's bringing okay. to me. he's a 67 guy who will catch the ball and shoot the ball i and guess that's what i need yeah that's i guess that's what i want here. and also a 67 guy who can grab a rebound, can
0: grab a decent rebound is which I like at this spot. Mm-hmm. My only pushback, I mean. my only pushback is that he's literally more consistent at the top of the key for his threes. His corner threes are not great at all. I don't care. Okay, don't, I'm just letting crew. you know that's the there is a. You gotta put him in one position, like the top of the key three, is his shot. Okay, you'll I mean, have that's to learn. See, he here's
2: this. Let me tell you why I became higher
0: with him after reading
2: his his combine day. Look at his combine numbers. Do you think a guy like this will have a 42 inch vert? Do you think a guy like this would place fourth in the lane agility time? Do you think a guy like this would place third in the? Qualify quarter sprint? Do you do you believe when you see this guy play? Do you believe that? That's why I feel he mm-hmm. played the two in, the, in college, the two, the three. But I feel that he's a th- three-four. You play him like a a Bogdan. That 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 would be his role in the league, a, a Bogdan role, where he slides at that three-four spot to kind of stretch out the floor. And that's what I see him as. And being a little at pretty athletic for who he is and what he does, I think it's a good pick.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm just not as sure how functional the <laughs> athleticism is overall. But I, I understand. Like, realistically, you, you did talk about wanting more, like, those consistent guys at this point in the draft. And mm-hmm. that, that's the type of dude. For me, guys of this kind of frame more fall into, like, the – not quite the top of the second round group. I would probably have him closer to like thirty-seven through like forty-five, somewhere in that range.
2: When we get into my mock draft, don't be surprised if he goes in the first round.
1: No. Well, we, <laughs> we know, might have to yeah, find have
2: that.
0: Okay. The one thing I will say about Wise is this: is that um, I like your I like your positional value when you say I see him more as a three-four. Because all of the people that I talk to say that he struggles with guards. The quickness, the agility, what happens. Yes, so he does. Hiding him at the 3-4, you just hope that he doesn't get just, like, picked on in the quick and roll
2: he situation. Because he's, he has the speed and the agility to keep up with 3-4s. Yeah, okay, but what does
0: he if the have guard the switches on? Well, right? What, happens? what, happens? what happens a guard switches like, I mean the same
2: thing that would happen when a Joe Harris has to be forced to guard a guard. Okay. It happens. Fair enough. But he's more athletic than those Joe Harris, those Bogdan type of guys. He's way more athletic than them. And that's why I think he, he'll do better than what they will be doing.
0: No, okay. I no, I see Fair enough. I see your vision. I I definitely see it. I, I see the vision. Um the one thing that I would say about Isaiah Jackson um let me pull this up real quick I had somebody telling me that this is this is a really gifted shot blocker really gifted yeah. like he says that he hasn't seen this type of like timing
1: yeah since like morning Oh wow okay that is, that's intense. Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a trade. There's a trade. Oh? There's a trade. What? Oh, me, breaking news. Let me announce it. Can I announce it, Vince? Yeah, oh, hold go. On, I, oh, go, go, go. Announcement. Breaking news. Yes. Memphis and New Orleans. Memphis <laughs> is getting Steven Adams, Eric Bletso the 10th pick, and the 40th pick in a 2022 first. And the New Orleans are giving them Jonas Valanciunas and the
0: 17th pick this draft. Okay. This is it. New, New Orleans is it. back, baby! This is it. Okay, I'm going to break this news right now. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. All right. Oh! Kendall! Kendall! Oh! This is the first piece to the master plan. Oh! This is the first piece to the master plan, Kendall. Wait. <laughs> oh! <laughs> it's
2: happening! It's happening! It's happening! It's
0: happening! <laughs> okay, I don't know. How, I don't know how close they're going to get to this. I have somebody close to the New Orleans Pelicans organization. Um, you can hear the excitement in my voice because I've been. I told my guys this about three weeks ago. New Orleans oh, yeah. has a plan. This is the first part, and they told me they were confident in this. Told me this three weeks ago that they were going to be able to move up Adams and Bloodsall. They've done the first part. The grand plan, I don't know. I still don't know if they can do it. But the grand plan is to go up to number one. They're going to push all in. They're going to move to three. They're going to try to move to three. And then give Detroit Ingram, Sexton, and Picks. And another young player. So this is the first part. This is what they told me. They told me this. They had a deal in place. Uh, I don't listen. I I'm recording it. I don't know if it's going to come true. I'm just telling you they have a plan.
2: I'll say this: this. the
0: first part of it.
2: I'll say this: even if that plan doesn't work, New Orleans getting Jonas Valanciunas is great.
1: Yeah,
0: that is amazing in itself. Kendall, this is actually better than the deal that they they kind of proposed to me. I think they threw it out as a smokescreen because they wanted to see if I was going to leak it, which I did not. But now that it's broken, I can tell you that they were Kendall and Nico. I can tell you right now they were uber confident that they had this. They said if we get the first domino to fall. We have a really good shot at going for number one, and we're gonna fix what we we're gonna fix this team for Zion Williamson. That was a direct quote.
2: I, I I I'm I'm excited for that, but this alone has me excited. getting Jonas on that team that that alone has me very excited. Okay, that has me excited, and I'm also very excited to see a John Morant Stephen Adams pick and roll. I'm excited to see that. I am beyond excited to see Ja Morant. And I'm excited to see that pick and roll. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see that pick and roll go down. That's going to be a beautiful – you thought Russ and Steven Adams was a good pick and roll? Imagine Ja, who can actually shoot and doesn't do that many turnovers as Russ. That, this is a win-win trade. If this is all that New Orleans does, if this is all that Memphis does, this is a win-win trade in itself. Yeah, this is a win-win trade for both teams. With, a win-win. With both New Orleans, these teams get way be better. Down.
1: With New Orleans moving down in the draft, I think it's going to be uh, a move up is going to be a little more difficult overall. But
2: it is. It will be. But I think I think the this is the, like I said. If this is the only move. This is a great move.
1: This is their only move.
2: If their move is to get Jonas Valanciunas, a big man well, that can okay. somewhat stretch the floor for Zion, this is a great move.
1: I think it might be for Jonas and and also a guy like Kyle Lowry. Now that they've opened up all this cap space, I think they can go after mm-hmm.
2: a point guard. They're they looking to probably go get Kyle Or just resign Lonzo. Resign
0: Lonzo. Well, what happens if you can get K Cunningham?
1: Well,
2: I, I like it. I like it, but honestly,
1: they just get, got rid of so many assets and they moved back to seventeen. So I'm yes, not. Yeah, I don't
0: think they have sure
1: how getting. Remember,
0: out they got all the Lakers picks. They got. They got. They uh, traded away one
1: Laker pick in this move.
2: Yeah, okay. They so did. Yeah.
0: Okay. They got. Okay. That's one. Who else? They have Houston picks, right?
1: uh, No, they have Bucks picks in 25, 26, 27, I think. Mm -hmm. And then they have the Lakers picks uh, in 23, 24, 25, I think. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Now that they moved the one in 22. Oh, my God. I just thought about it.
0: I know how they get to three. What does Cleveland need more than anything? What are they? What are they? What do they have right now in their backcourt
1: that they are trying to get rid of? Uh, a shoot? What? What do you mean? Like Lonzo, I Lonzo, you a Lonzo Ball to Cleveland?
0: Lonzo Ball
1: to Cleveland. That's how you get the three. That's how you get the three.
2: I don't. I don't think it has. I, it. I don't
1: know, dude, man. Dude. I don't know if that's enough. Listen, man, I don't. Think not, that's
0: i I'm not either. recording it. I'm just. – we're – this is this is what we do on the green room. This is what we do, okay? Yeah. So passionate. let me be excited for one second. Let me just – I'm going to do irrational trade scenario, irresponsible trade scenario right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got rid of Adams and you got rid of blood cell. right? Those are the albatrosses, right? You thought yes. that Lonzo was going to walk anyway. You could still do like a three-team trade and get Charlotte involved, which that's where Lonzo wants to go, right? Charlotte or the Knicks, I think he wants to go to Charlotte, but you can get Cleveland involved and you can get you can get Charlotte involved in this because Charlotte does have Terry Rogier Terry Rogier money works in Cleveland. You can take Colin Sexton and then you can go ahead and do the Terry Rogier thing that's how you get Sexton Sexton and Ingram gets you to one. Yeah. I'm just saying it could. I don't
1: know. I don't know, man.
0: Listen, I I thought it was far fetched. When they told me what they were trying to do, I was like, yo, bro, this is far fetched. Like, this is draft day, the bad movie, the only sports, the only Kevin Costner bad sports movie that he's ever done.
1: Yeah, I feel like this is a move for Kyle Lowry. Realistically, like that's that might be
0: Plan B. I'm just telling you what was pie in the sky for them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. This is all speculation. I'm. I could be talking completely out my ass. I'm just telling you that this Mm -hmm. they had. They laid it all out. They laid it all out.
1: Yeah. I know. I know. So. it, may, it made sense before, but I feel like this move might be an indication that they're going towards the, the opposite way. I
0: think plan B might be in effect. I
1: think yeah. plan B is in effect. That changes a lot of stuff for them. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I don't know. I think you're tr- asking Jonas to play more on the perimeter now. Uh, oh, that in might- the mid, in the,
0: In the mid post, right? The high post?
1: Yeah. The high post, yeah. right? The, yeah, like fifth, the 15-foot to 20-foot range. And then as well as realistically, he can hit a corner three if you want to move him in there in certain sets. And if you go and get a guy like Kyle Lowry and Jonas played great together before they led second units that were the best in the league. And with guys like Zion and Brandon Ingram, if they don't trade him, which I think they I think they need to be pursuing a Brandon Ingram trade personally. But uh over overall I think this is a strong move for them. They're going all offense though, because <laughs> Jonas and Zion is not a good defensive front court.
0: I think he plays good positional defense. I don't I don't think he kills you.
1: I think Steven. Yeah, Adams I, think they killed you. To, I think they have to fill similar roles though. Like maybe they stagger them. Yeah. Uh yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I I, mean, I still think have Jackson Jonas Hayes on the second on unit does make sense though. They
0: still have Jackson Hayes as well. Yeah. And who uh, also might be another trapeze. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think what they're trying to do is clear decks a little bit. So my boy Zion can average thirty next year. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, and for sure. Sixty nine sixty nine percent from the field. That's what he's gonna <laughs> shoot. Sixty nine. Yeah. Tastefully.
1: Respectfully <laughs> Just saying you know. uh, Should we should we finish up our Yeah uh, absolutely
0: Um, Where were we because I am so lost right uh, now 2028 28, 28. okay this is The Philadelphia 76ers Who mm-hmm. When we lost out of them had a 6'10 point guard who was 2 feet away From the basket and had a 6 foot Point guard on him and decide To go ahead and make a pass yeah. Um, I can tell you right now that Daryl Morey is not happy with the offers that he's getting from Ben Simmons right now, because it was blasphemous what Sacramento offered them. <laughs> it was it was Buddy Hill in the in the ninth pick, and like yeah, he wasn't real happy with that. And it seems like that's the type of trades that he's getting for one Ben Simmons. Okay, you got Joel Embiid who has a meniscus tear. Okay. We got Danny Green, who is 962 years of age. (laughs) My sleeper pick for sixth man of the year was Shake Milton. I liked his development as of last year. Mm. And then you had Tyrese Maxey, who had a couple games of brilliance. So now, oh, and I forgot of their mainstay, you know, consistent. Number two, Tobias Harris. Yeah. So what can the 76ers do at 28? I mean, realistically, what are they, what are they actually looking for? It can even – it doesn't even have to be like a real actual fit because <laughs> I think at this point, they can go all over the board. Kendall, I'll start with you. We might have lost Kendall because of the trade.
2: Oh, my fault. You're taking this. This is a guy that you're going to take not to keep. We all don't like this prospect. None of us do. You're taking this prospect based off of his name and what he could be and how people beyond this in the early second would love to take him here. And this is where I'm going to put the undersized, midget man, skinny boy, Sharif Cooper at You use this to trade him. You use it to trade him. That's all you're using this for, for the name. Nico, if you don't understand why they're drafting him, is to trade him. He is a name. That, that, no, no, that's not why I'm laughing.
1: I have Sharif Cooper here, too.
2: Yeah, he, he's the perfect guy. You use him to trade him. That's literally all yeah. you do
1: I think you, if you trade Ben Simmons, I think he could be a logical a Sharif, Yeah. You trade yeah, Ben Sharif, Simmons
2: and yeah. add Sharif Cooper to the trade, mm-hmm. it adds value. It just does, that's, realistically.
1: Well, I, I was thinking, like, if you trade Ben Simmons for someone else, Sharif Cooper even kind of makes sense on the team. You no, know, they got Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, yeah, but you can play Tyrese Maxey and Sharif Cooper together, I think. No, you can't.
2: Matisse Thib was good at defense, but he ain't that damn
1: good. <laughs> well, Matisse was great at defense. <laughs> He's not that like good. Cooper like like the defense, too. So, yeah, hold on. Hold on. I know, I know you're making hold such on. a
0: great analytical point right now. Nika, come on. Kendall, give me give me give me the Matisse Steible. Give it to me. Oh yeah. Matisse Tybel. No, that's not the the, That's not what I want. You know what I want. I want you to say Matisse Steible with some feeling. Matisse Steible. He
2: is the best
0: <laughs> the permanent defender in the league.
2: He was during his rookie year and he will be for the next ten years. He will be the best perimeter defender in the league. He will lock up Every point guard in this league. Every guard in this league, he will lock up. He made Trey Young shoot so bad. They, he made Trey Young look like Jason Williams averaging 30 assists tonight. That's how fucked up he had Trey Young looking. <laughs> I'm a Mavs fan. Matisse Dybel will give Luca some problems. I'm telling you now, Matisse Dibel will give Luca problems. I promise. Matisse Dibel will give Luca problems. And if you disagree with me. I can't say what I want to say, but you know what I want to say. I don't like you. <laughs> all right. Let's keep on going with this draft.
0: At 29. No, hold on. No, 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 no no no, 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 no. First of all, that was Kendall's uh, Moore's Day impression. When he said, T. Stiebel, I'm not going to let that go. All right. Let's move on because you guys had the same guy. So, I'm going to go ahead. and. Yes. Go.
1: I, I didn't break him down, really. I don't really like Well, we him. all know what they're going to do with him. They're going to trade him. Yeah. All right.
0: well, yeah. So, at 29, we got the Phoenix Suns. They were the Western Conference champions. They have D-Book. We don't know about Chris Paul. We have no clue. Because I'll am say it again. Robert Sauber has still not ever gone into the luxury tax. Until he does... I've never seen it, so I don't know anything about it. There's never a history of it, so we're not going to talk about it. So there's a chance that CP3 is walking out that building. It's my opinion. I don't care if really anybody agrees with me until Sarver actually goes into the luxury tax for the first time. Just like Gettleman in in New York, who finally traded down this year in the draft, in the football draft. I had never seen it. So I didn't know if it existed or not. Yeah. All right. You also got Cam Johnson. You got Wings. You got Jay Crowder. You got um, DeAndre Ayton until the finals was looking super good, and then all of a sudden he melted. No one stopped me, honest. No one stopped me, honest. I understand that he. But he needed to give something back on offense, though. He needed to be a presence, and he was not. So at twenty nine. To a really good team, Kendall. Who do you have going and being a valley boy?
2: All the all a lot of the guards are gone here. I wanted to go with a power forward that I liked a lot, but I I I can't go with them. I can't go with the power forward. I, I I'm gonna have hmm. It's hard because they got. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna say him here because th- this isn't the mock draft. Jer- Jeremiah Robinson Earl.
1: Another another big
0: after Jalen Smith. Villanova, stand up. I like this kid. I don't know what he really does well. Like I really don't, but I love his game. I think he gets after it defensively. He's definitely gonna rebound. I think the shot. I think the shot is there. I don't know if it it translates like right away, but I think honestly, this is a dude that plays in league for like ten years, mm-hmm. right? He's never gonna be the guy who's going to. Um, he might not ever start, maybe spot start here, but that's a dude that could be like seventh in your rotation for the rest of the
2: rest of his career, seventh his life. But this is why it was hard for me to put him here. Like, if the Suns are, if this is the mock draft, I'm not putting him here because everyone's forgetting about the prospect I was hiring last year, Jalen Smith. So it just wouldn't work. But when it comes to BP, like, it comes to a big board, I got to put Jermaine Robinson Earl here. I have to.
1: Okay. I, you said you had no guards here, so you didn't want to take a guard, but I have a pretty prominent guard still on the board. And I think this is around the range he should be going in. So uh, the national champion, Mr. Davion Mitchell, would be going to the Phoenix Suns. He's not going NFL. this late. He's not going this late, but though. It, like, we talked, you talked about it being yeah. a big board. For yeah. Me, this you're, is right. you're right. You're right. You're right. Uh, You're right. Like I, I'm just not high on Davion as a player. Realistically- okay, yeah. Let's talk
0: about that real quick, and then because we're gon- we gonna we're gonna definitely bounce to 30 and uh get the sleepers. But the one thing I do want to say on this is that I want both of you guys to really tell me. We know why we're out on them, but tell the audience why. Collectively, we're out on Davion Mitchell.
1: Okay, for me the first the first thing is I do not buy the shot. Uh he's he was not a good shooter most of the year, most of his college career. He was also this year he was a good shooter though. His free throw percentage doesn't look projectable. The way he shoots doesn't look like it's a natural form and it's going to get contested kind of easily in the league. Um, also a lot of the shots he made this year, I feel like were backboard and in and stuff. It felt like a lot of luck and a relatively small sample size. He, I don't love what he does in the paint. He's a small guard. So like scoring on offense, he's going to be challenged overall. The mid range game is okay. But like, if that's your only calling card offensively, like I'm not, I'm not sure, especially if you don't have a repeatable jumper, uh, defensively sure. He could be a great on ball defender. For the point guard position but like guard defense is overrated like chris dunn's a great point guard defender he's not getting any run frank nilakina is a great point guard defender he doesn't can't play i'm i think davion will be better than those guys but i think you're looking at a similar prospect overall kendall your take on davion mitchell make this quick and easy
2: he's a six-foot guard whose best skills is his defense (laughs)
1: <laughs> that that yeah, that's
2: I'm that not but I'll tell you this, he's not going outside the top eighteen that's oh, no, the last, no. but he i don't go. think he's I don't even think he's that low of a player, I think he's player wise he's in the midst of fifteenth best player to like twentieth best player in that area for me, um, but yeah, I mean he's a six foot guard who's best at playing defense, so I mean, yeah.
0: That's you, it. you know that Jay Billis, Kevin O'Connor, and Chad Ford are like pounding the table for this guy.
2: I mean, I can see why. I
0: okay. mean I can see why. No, I just wanted to make sure it was balanced because we are down on him. We're I think Yeah, but you guys are a completely, completely different, different level of down on him than no, I am. I don't know if yeah. I'm Nico down. I, I could see him going like I could see him going.
2: Personally, like, I don't like the, the 29th best prospect. No, no. I, I mean, I, I understand
1: uh, where Nico where is. Yes. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be upfront about it. I just, I could see him, like, if we're going to do a redraft five years from now, he'll be better than the 29th best player. But I just don't see there being any world where he's in the top five or the top ten. So that's not a guy I'm ever going to be that high on. He's... Just a like role player for me. Shabazz Napier is another another dude. I think is a is a similar comp. There's Shabazz Napier. Hey, I, like the him. Lakers might pick him up then.
2: Yeah, yeah, That's what I've been saying. The Lakers <laughs> slander. Just wait till we get to the mock draft, Vince. Just wait. No, no. I might on purpose lie myself. Vince, I might on purpose slide him from outside the fifteen to twenty-two just to hurt your feelings.
0: No, it's not gonna happen. Anyway, all right, we're gonna move on to thirty. Looky, looky here. We got Salt Lake City. Shouts out to Lakers champ. You know who you are. All All right, uh, fellas. The Utah Jazz are on the clock. We got the other Mitchell, the good one, Donovan. I'm I'm like,
2: uh, Nico smile is telling me something. Oh,
0: (laughs) God. We got got Rudy Gobert, who is one of the Mm -hmm. the best – Defensive centers in the league. It looks Cat. like they're going to be trades with Ingalls and Bayanovich, the other one, not the good one. <laughs> not the good one, Jesus. Ah, he's still good enough that Hey good. bro, he's not he's not my favorite Bayanovich. He's my second favorite Bajanovich. Yeah, yeah, me too. And then my we got favorite. to what? We got we got Mike Connolly, right? We don't know what's going on with that. How are they gonna resign him? Um and, and Jordan Clarkson. I've heard a lot of rumors about him floating around. Um, they might be ready to move on from him. Okay. If you're Utah and you know that maybe last year was a, a, a year to sneak into the finals and you don't get there, what are we doing at 30 that can help this team? Uh, Nico, go first.
1: Okay. So here, like – After last season, you've seen their need for perimeter defense. They didn't have perimeter defense, and it left Rudy Gobert exposed in the post and made a lot of people think that Rudy Gobert is a bad defender, which is obviously not true. Um, Here, in this range, there's two 3 and D wings, who I think would be really good fits. And realistically, I would pick the better defender, probably, if I was Utah, but the guy I prefer is the better offensive player. So I'm going to take mm. him at 30. And that's God. mine and your guy from Pepperdine Kessler Edwards. I think he's a develop he's a developmental 3 and D prospect. He's also got some bounce and some skill passing the ball. Uh, I like his shot and shot creation overall. And I think he can defend well at the NBA. I know I'm making him sound like he's some great prospect, but all of this he does, like, at a baseline level that shows me he might be able to improve up to, like, uh, an elite NBA level at some point. Wow.
0: Here's, on, wise, here's, here's the warts. Here's the warts from a scout, in the
1: you know. Okay. Lacks an elite
0: first step on his on his dribble. For sure. Not an elite ball handler. Mm-hmm unselfish to a fault but that's going to work in his that's going to work in his favor coming into the NBA
1: as a 3 and D player I think for
0: sure here's here's my thing he does gamble
1: he's undisciplined on defense yes that's right? true
0: and he has limited he competition really- he has limited uh experience against top competition but as far as a 3 and mm-hmm. D guy I do like him I think you can he's not going to he's not going to start that's a rotational no. piece off the bench. That's an
1: eighth eighth Yeah. Yeah. That's what you get with the thirtieth pick, right? For sure. I, I just think he has like a bunch of skills that are at such a level that if if he develops any of those to be like I earlier I said like elite NBA level, but I ju- when I say that I just mean like every player in the NBA is elite at something for a player. So if he gets like above average on as a perimeter defender above average as a shot creator or just like a catch and shoot guy. Those are three things that I think is possible with him. And if he does any of them, I think he can be a high-end rotation guy.
0: Kendall, who do you have going to the Jazz at 30?
2: This is where, like, this is like, since it starts to end, I'm kind of giving a little sneak peeks to my mock, just a little bit, just a slight bit, but this is the mock. And if this is where the 30th best player, I'm gonna go with Nico's guy. Nico's guy, oh
1: God, JT
2: God. Thor. <laughs> Why I'm going with him here is because what is Rudy Gobert, a rim prote- an elite rim protector? Nico, what do you say about JT Thor? He's good at being that four spot who comes behind and gets that block. He's yeah. good at coming around rotating. He would and he be provides amazed. just some type of excitement to the boring ass Utah jazz team. Mm-hmm. Some type of excitement, something. Yeah,
1: yeah, with Jeremy Grant as like a positive comp for him, for JT Thor, I think like thinking of Jeremy Wait, Grant. Wait, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. You Jack. can't just say Jeremy Grant and get away with it like that. Paul. No, time I mean, out. like that. Time, like time out, time out, time out, time, no. out, time out. There's okay. no way you just made a comp of JT, JT, JT Jeremy Grant. Huh? That's like his healing. That's his no, healing. no, no, no. Oh, you. you I'm going to give gods. you. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm a realistic human being. It's
0: <laughs> now, he, also, remember, come?
1: he's 18 years old. He's 18 years old. They're all 18, 19 years old. No, he's he's one of the youngest players in the draft.
0: Oh, he's They're a Kaminga guy. Now. He's a Kaminga guy at 18. Shout out, JT Thor, August 26, 2002. Well, show. I like the kid like I like he's I like the kid yeah, he's I actually good. really like him here yeah to go, if he went to the Jazz I think that's a great
2: yeah that would be that would
1: be a really good fit but
2: and I'll I say think. this my realistic comp it's a comp that almost everyone's saying <laughs> Alfred Camino with a, a little bit more athletic
1: Alfred Camino that's a little bit more athletic uh, I think the shot is better. I think he's Al- better Faruq. offensively. Yeah. Like, I honestly a, believe if you far, said uh, like a, a more from
0: offensive the like, free a, throw line. gifted
1: Al Farouk Amino, I would have bought that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I think the I think the upside's a little higher, but I overall, mean I,
2: look, I mean like okay, we just take his best. I don't hate his that I don't route.
1: hate that as like a baseline comp. I just personally think the ceiling is higher.
0: No, I think that's his ceiling.
1: Yeah, Do you I think he's like, If
0: I tell you this, like, I tell you a this. Bigger Ronald Covington?
2: No, 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 no. I'll tell you this is just listen this out. Okay. If I tell you a guy that you get in the late late first round is a guy who, in his best times of his career, gives you ten points, two assists, a block and a steal, mm-hmm. six rebounds a game, and shoots thirty six percent from three on four and a half attempts. Is that not a hit?
1: uh yeah it's a hit i didn't that's say that's Alfredo. yeah if he hits his baseline i think that's still a hit on a draft pick i just don't think it's his personal ceiling as a player i think
2: that's his ceiling his 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 floor is Tom maker Winya
1: gabriel no no Those his floor sports. i think is what we've seen thus far from say Gudamboya. i think they're similar players
0: I don't like any of those options
1: except for the
0: yeah yeah. they like those, that's know. <laughs> All right. Um. Sleeper okay. time. Yeah, sleeper time. So what I want to do is I want everybody to pick a sleeper. Give me like a a fairly decent comp to them, and also what would be like the perfect fit, like team wise for that uh for that sleeper pick. Or, We'll start with we'll start with Kendall, because I want I want to hear what his sleeper is. Uh,
2: with me. So I'm gonna go with my boy. I love this guy, Charles Batsy. He's my sleeper. He's my sleeper. He put up the numbers to to me and what you guys see in the mock. To be a top twenty player. That's the numbers he put up. That's the numbers he put up. If you look at the numbers, he was, what, the, block, the, the best shot blocker in college? The best shot blocker who averaged 12 rebounds a game and 18 points. Okay, he didn't play for the best team, played for Western Kentucky, didn't play the best competition. But when it comes to centers, I, I don't think a lot of times that matters a lot, the competition. Because if, if you can put up the numbers, I feel like you can put up the numbers in, in, in the league as well. I'm not saying he's going to put up 17 and 12, but I feel like he could put up some decent numbers to be a nice, decent role player. Kendall, is he, on the team.
0: is he this year's Isaiah Stewart? I can see that. Yeah. I'll say that. I'll say this. My comps for him,
2: if he hits is a shot blocker that we all love, that we all need, that we'd love to have who can catch it. Ooh, Clint Capella. Ooh. If Ooh. he gets his peak, I see Capella in him. Okay. All right. Um. Peak, I think, honestly, he has a better – I think he'll be better – a good bit of these centers in this class. I think he's better than Isaiah Todd. I think he – it depends on how Usman Gruber's development is. I feel like he could be – a the same level as Garaba, or maybe a little better in the complete game.
1: Oh my god. That's um, a, oh.
2: I can't. Honestly, I don't think I can hold it. Me realistically, is. in a weird way, he might end up being the best center in this class in oh five my years.
1: God. Okay. Realistically. I think I need to be forgiven for my Josh Giddey take now, because that's the most wild thing I've ever heard in my life.
0: How Girls is it? Why? He is just it put wild? him over he Evan was,
1: Mobley. Is, we, we've yeah, seen be, guys like this. Oh wait, this hold on. Oh, i Evan
2: Mobley. Oh fuck! 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 Fuck me! I, I'm sorry. The <laughs> second best guy. The second best. Let me rephrase Nico,
0: that. The second Nico. Second
2: best guy. It's it's okay, we got this done. on
0: wax. When we're in the draft room, on the green room on Thursday, you yeah. can come hard for 45 <laughs> minutes on Kindle about oh, his. Charles Bassey is the best center in this draft. The second best.
2: The second best.
0: Oh my God. Still, man. How? How? That's
2: better. Say Goon's a power forward. Say Goon's a power forward, honestly.
1: Okay. Ty Jones. You can't see Bogoli as a power forward, but you think Sangoon's a power forward? Say Goon's a power forward. Yes, he is. He's a
2: four. Say Goon's a (laughs) four.
1: You're you got going low. Jones. to the end of this
2: episode. You got my Kai man. Jones. He's just an athletic freak. I see him. he does weird shit on the court all day. You got Isaiah Jackson. All he can do, give me is a block shot. Okay. You got, Garuba. <laughs> You've got. You got Garuba. Dark, he gives me the defense, dark. but can he put the ball in the hoop? I have I no idea. You Lucas, got Isaiah Todd. All he does is block a shot all strong,
1: day. That's how fast he is.
2: There's not it's not a crazy take to say Charles Bazzi might not be the second best center in this class.
0: And if it you is. somehow didn't didn't come to the Spotify Green Room draft question and answer, this is the type of banter that you missed yesterday. But
2: oh you yeah, get we a
0: second going. opportunity. You get a second opportunity because we are hosting a live draft special Instant reaction, instant analysis on these picks as they go through. Yes, Bill Simmons, we will be in the same Spotify green room and we will go toe-to-toe. mono e mano. my crew against your crew, because I think Kendall will whoop KLC's ass.
1: (laughs) Oh man. That that's some wild stuff, man. Charles Bassie is the type of prospect I normally really hate and don't want to draft at all. So.
2: Yeah, cuz you go off potential and not off numbers. I get Not
1: it. no, I don't not it's not cuz I go off potential, it's cuz I think his game is kind of dated in the modern NBA. I'm not sure like he needs like an entry pass every time and I'm not sure he's the type of post scorer you can build around.
2: I'm not I'm not saying he's gonna be a post scorer. I'm saying he 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 he's probably the best shot blocker in this class behind I, like, I don't that Clint that Capella, I also though. think is crazy. He's asking for him to be a, like I'm asking for run. Clint
1: Capella. I didn't ask for a post-up guy. No, no, man. He's nowhere near the athlete Clint Capella is. Let's Clint see. Capella could fly down the floor. Like, Bassey is like...
2: Just Oh, he can fly like Josh Giddey with his tenacious, intense finishing ability at the rim like Josh
1: Giddy. Okay, you can go at me about Josh Giddy all you want, but I,
2: I did say Charles Bassey. He goes to the can... rim with reckless Dude. abandon Josh Giddey. Uh, know,
0: you, you I will it. literally cut off the piece where he says that. Literally slander him. Nah, I'll up. cut off the piece where he says Charles Glassy is the best center in this draft.
2: Even though I yeah. know Second he back. doesn't don't, believe don't, it. No, do not do that, Vince. If you do that, I'm, 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 I'm going to be very upset. Do not do that, Vince. <laughs> you coming <laughs> at, at me with it, Josh Do not cut all it to where that. I say he's the best center in the draft. Do not do that. You, don't do
1: that to me. I will. Came he will be the, the second Josh best in the, in the Athletics track. for weeks, <laughs> my dude. You, it
2: will you be deserve the, it. Because you keep on saying it,
1: Nico. No, I'm not. Well, you still know you're wrong. It. You keep saying Dude, he's the best. am comparing him to Matthew Delevedova in terms of tenaciousness around the rim. I'm not saying he's some great aggressive finisher. I'm just saying he throws his entire body into charging at the rim. I'm not saying it does great things for him or he's an elite rim finisher. I'm saying he uses A lot of his physical frame around the rim. He can get fucking swatted by huge defensive players and he's not going to finish. You know what? what? That's why Jalen Green's been
2: That's why you're about to draft Ben McLemore, Nico. Deal with it. In the conversation. I don't want to talk to you anymore. All right, Nico, who's your sleeper? JT Thor.
1: Uh no, <laughs> my sleep my sleep. Barry, you actually talked about already in uh today's episode. I was gonna bring up Josh Primo as a guy I liked in the in the later times. I, uh, I also have... yeah, you said Josh Primo early. Least... Oh yeah, Alabama. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, yeah uh josh primo is a guy i really like uh another guy i haven't talked about uh trey murphy yet and he was someone i would consider with that last pick there i think realistically he could be like a first round level talent it's just there's no there's not a whole lot of creation upside or much he can do besides being a three and D player so if for whatever reason he can't fill out either of those roles the floor okay. is I I think I think that's where that's where I was kind of wrapping up. There's I like Herb Jones too. I like a couple I like all those Alabamas. Stop hogging it. I got a sleeper. Okay. (laughs) okay. Everybody's gonna hate me.
0: Which is great. My sleeper is Duke Forward Matthew Hurt. I like it. First of all Matthew Hurt Matthew Hurt who used to give business to one Jalen Johnson. Who give bits Matthew Hurt out of Duke? He's a draft prospect? Yes, he is, sir. What the third round? No, no, he's not, sir. <laughs> 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 no. Third round? I did see him in my third round draft grade. No, no. Uh, Matthew Hurt, solid player. He can he can be your dude that can be switchable on the three, four, fives. He has a repeatable jump shot. It is silky smooth. I like it. Um, I think he, he can extend it, extend it out to the three-point range um, at the pro level because he was shooting threes at a really good clip at Duke. He plays really good defense as far as team defense, and he's actually a sneaky good athlete, and I know that seems – I mean, I hate doing it because he's, he's white, but – He holds his own. The only thing I think he's going to have to kind of just like firm up a little bit, tone up, because he does carry 230 at this point at 610. I think if he got to about 238 and it was like he was more at like the 10% body fat, he's not chubby or anything. I'm just saying like tone up. I think he'd be vastly improved. And I think that his his game, it just – it goes with the modern NBA game. Here's a guy who can switch between three, four, and five. Yes, he's not gonna he's not gonna stick with LeBron James or any of like the really awesome small forwards in the league, but who is, right? But in the second round, somebody who can shoot actually really cares well defense, you know, not gonna just dog it. Good ball mover. I mean shot 80 percent from the free throw line and damn near 40 from three i'll take a shot in the second round on a matthew and he went to a good program so yeah i i i think that he's worth a shot like if you if the lakers were going like this right or anybody else like even the clippers right they're sitting out there they don't have a lot of like assets and things of that nature you go try to buy a second round pick from somebody like in anywhere between like 38 to 44 and you buy that pick and you spend it on Matthew Hurt
1: you can do worse. Yeah, yeah, I agree. People always talk about like how these giant aggressive centers would get drafted way higher if they came out 10 years ago. If Matthew Hurt came out like in the mid two thousands, when Durick was at his peak, right after Mello came out of the draft, this dude would be a top ten pick for sure. I I see like a lot of those things in his game, and the people with the, that body type used to be overdrafted. So I think there might be a certain amount of level uh, like people pushing him down and saying he should be undrafted, just because like we've seen so many guys like that fail because of the misevaluations before. I I don't mind him as a guy in that 30 30- 38 through 44 range. For me personally, there's lots of guys I like in this class, so he might be closer to like 45 through 50, somewhere in that range. But he he's a guy in the second round I could see getting drafted and outperforming his slot.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying like, I don't, I'm not saying that he's going to be God's gift. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. The only yeah. thing I'm saying is that if you have a second round pick or you have multiple second round picks, right? You take mm-hmm. like, Upside guy, right? So let's say you know Oklahoma City has all these picks, right? They got like two or three in the in the second round. Yeah, you got what is it? They got what five, or is it six and eight? Whatever it is, they got like five and eight, right? Is it them? what is Oklahoma six? Five and
1: eight in Orlando. They have six. Yeah.
0: Okay. And then they have like 16 and some other stuff. Yes. Right, right. So if you're sitting there and this is the third pick in the second round and you went with like a bunch of upside dudes
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you just wanted somebody who's a ball mover, you could put them out on the three and say, stand here and shoot the three. I think he can do that. So, I mean, I just, yeah. that's where I would go with it. Yeah, Kindle thoughts. Oh yeah, he doesn't like him, so that's good. We don't care. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, he got him in the third round, the imaginary third round that the, that the no, this draft. third
2: round. is called sign after the
0: draft to the G League. I, I hope the Lakers sign him to a contract. I hope I you guys know. get Davion Mitchell. Honestly, I, I know you do. That's okay. That's okay. We're not gonna get. I oh, hope you get Davion Mitchell and Jonathan Kaminga. Well, you'll find out tomorrow. Because this is the end of the draft preview, I want to thank my analyst, Nico Miatello, and Kendall Hall. First of all, Kendall Hall, where can they find you on Twitter? I don't know. What is my Twitter? I don't know. Give me a second. It's Kendall QPPN.
2: Yeah. And Follow me on Twitter, Q-P-P-N. y'all. Kendall QPPN. Follow me. I talk all I talk. I don't care what you say. I'm right. You wrong. Deal with it.
0: And Nico is at at Nico QPPN. So if you have questions on the draft, hit them up. And I am at QPP Network. So you can get me and you ask me how I deal with these two on a daily basis. And I tell you that I'm trying to not let my hair go gray. So that's pretty much why I stand on that. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Keep in mind, we are about to actually record the draft, the mock draft. So that will be out tomorrow. And then we have a live draft special on Spotify Green Room on Thursday, 30 minutes before the draft. And then we'll do into the, probably into the early second round and kind of recap the first round and maybe – If there's some fireworks early in the second round, talk about that. And that's pretty much it. So for my guys and me, we thank you for tuning in. We're so happy that you enjoy this because we enjoy doing it for you. My guys have worked tremendously hard on these draft evaluations. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. And we are about to bounce. Love and peace to everybody.
1: Yes, sir.